0: Welcome to the Anchor Daily Podcast. We are so excited for the next 21 days of prayer and fasting as we enter into 2023. During this time, we encourage each of you to take advantage of the resources shared and to actively participate in prayer and fasting. Let's be encouraged and look forward to this journey with anticipation and faith in what God will do. Join us as we seek the Lord and discover what He has for us in this new year.
1: Hello, I'm Nancy O'Brien from Bethel West Pasco. This week, in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, our theme is a generous gospel. And today, in that theme, we're looking at Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. This section of scripture starts with Peter asking a pretty straightforward question of Jesus. Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? It's a reasonable question. We all like to know what is expected of us our limits, and our responsibilities. Peter clearly knows that as a follower of Jesus, forgiveness is something that is that is expected of him. But how much? Jesus' response is pretty amusing. He says, I tell you, not as many as seven, but 70 times seven. Basically, Peter, more times than you can count. Jesus goes on to share with him what is known as the parable of the unforgiving servant, in which a great king forgives his servant an enormous debt, only for that same servant to then greedily demand repayment of a small debt from another even more impoverished slave. When the king hears of the servant's lack of generosity, he's angry and imprisons the servant until his debts are also repaid. Here we have Jesus twice telling Peter that debts or sins against us are to be forgiven generously, even radically. But how? How are we supposed to just forgive someone that continues to hurt us or sin against us? What does that even look like? First off, I want to be clear that this does not mean that God requires us to stay in a situation where we are being harmed or abused. That is not what forgiveness looks like, and that is not God's will for us. And forgiveness is not about making the other person that has sinned against us feel better or even getting them to apologize. Forgiveness is always about letting go of the hurt and pain of the offense so that your soul is not burdened, so that you can come before the Father free from resentment and anger. But that can be so hard when we're hurt when our flesh demands justice how do we just walk away and forgive them but when we shift our perspective and look at our relationship with others through the lens of the gospel it changes things our sins against god have been forgiven because jesus has covered us with his blood that is finished that work is done all of our debts to god past present and future have been paid That is a massive incalculable debt erased. And those other hurts, those debts become insignificant in comparison. But I think sometimes the scale of God's forgiveness and freedom is so large that we lose perspective. It's so great, we can't even see the edges of it. So instead we focus on what we can comprehend, what we can see, the small things, the immediate things, the person that cut you off in traffic, the guy at work who stole your idea and presented it as his own or whoever is in your life right now that just makes you want to scream. But I want to say again that God has forgiven us all of our sins against him, not against other people, because in reality, all sin is a sin against God and not against people. So all those grievances and hurts we hold on to as debts owed to us, aren't really owed to us at all. They're owed to God. The end of Jesus's parable has the king throwing the servant in prison, but that's not what God does to us. God has forgiven us, and he'll even forgive our inability to forgive others. But what does happen to us when we don't forgive others is that we end up building a prison for ourselves, a prison of anger, resentment, and regret, a prison where we keep counting offenses and forgivenesses, a prison where the walls are so high that all we can see is ourselves and our hurt. But the gospel offers us freedom from that prison. All we have to do is realize that those debts we are so focused on aren't even owed to us, They're owed to God, and our forgiveness doesn't forgive debt. God's does. If we go back to the parable, the unforgiving servant's actions, demanding repayment from the other servant, did not glorify anyone. It did not make him look good. It did not make the other servant feel good, and it certainly did not glorify his king that had forgiven his debts. But if he had gone to the owing servant and said, our king has forgiven my debts, and what you owe to me would have gone to pay my debts to the king, So you don't need to pay me any longer. Then the unforgiving servant would have acted righteously. The owing servant would have known freedom, and everyone that heard about it would have known that their king was generous and kind. So many ripple effects lost because the servant refused to be changed by his king's actions. God does not need us to be his bookkeepers, tracking debts and repayments. He needs us to be his heralds, proclaiming the gospel to everyone. God calls us to him, and he offers us forgiveness and salvation. That is the gospel message. But we cannot say that we have truly entered into a salvific relationship with God if we are unchanged in our hearts and in our behaviors by his generosity. So I want to encourage all of us to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, to continue to change us and make us more like Jesus today than we were yesterday. And the next time someone sins against us, open our hearts to be generous with our gospel and share the joy of forgiveness. Let's pray. Jesus, you have taught us to pray that our trespasses would be forgiven just as we have forgiven the trespasses of others. I pray that all of us that have answered your call will be moved to radical generosity, not just with our money, but with our love and our forgiveness. May our spirits keep no record of wrongs, but pour out our joy and hope on those around us. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us on this 21 day of prayer and fasting journey. We hope that you've been encouraged and As we continue to rely on God and listen to his word, we pray that you've been filled with his presence and guidance. May God continue to bless our journey and guide us in the weeks to come. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast for more updates and encouraging.